Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. We love feedback, and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes, and help us promote the podcast. And also, subscribing to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Let the financial fun begin. Today, we are going to be talking about Thanksgiving, and I am Josh Nelson, the founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. We are a wealth management firm. We're a fiduciary, and we are independent. What we do for people is we look at their overall financial situation and help them get really, really clear on where they are today and figure out where they want to go in the future. And bottom line is it's our job to figure out what do we need to do to get there and to hold people to the standard that will allow them to get there in the future. So we use comprehensive financial planning. That's the jargon we use in our industry for somebody who kind of looks at the entire situation of somebody's life, their financial life, and understanding what motivates them and what's important to them so we can come up with a plan that has a really high likelihood of working. Now, this week is Thanksgiving week, and when the older kids were younger, They actually had this concert at school a few different years. I know they played this song and it was called Gratitude Attitude. And it was kind of a corny little song, but it was cute because the kids sang this song as a group in their little choir on the stage. But then there would be opportunities in the song that they would let kids step forward and they would say what they were grateful for. So as you can imagine, little kids, they would think of things like, I'm grateful for my mom. I'm grateful for my dad. I'm grateful for my dog, right? You know, things like that. And, you know, it was really cute, but it was also meaningful because you could tell they really had thought about it. What am I really grateful for right now? And it was a great reminder about what Thanksgiving was about. The whole point of celebrating Thanksgiving is gratitude, being thankful, being grateful, taking a day out of the year to celebrate the blessings in our lives. And of course, we have a lot of fun traditions around that that we do as a family, and I'm sure you have similar things, but we always first thing on Thanksgiving morning get up and we run the turkey trot, which is a 5K that we do here in Loveland. And I know there are lots of turkey trots out there around the country, but we do the one in Loveland. And of course, being in Colorado, you can imagine that some of the Thanksgivings are a little bit chilly, sometimes icy, snowy. So it makes for some great memories because we can point back to some of the ones where we ran out in five degree weather or something like that. But we really have that as an annual tradition. It's a lot of fun. We also see a lot of people that we know out there. And so it's just a great way to connect on Thanksgiving Day before we kind of get into the rest of the day, which, you know, for us, we go back and we turn on the Macy's Day Parade and we turn on some music and we start preparing Thanksgiving dinner. And my job, I do one thing when it comes to preparing for Thanksgiving dinner, and that's frying the turkey. I love fried turkey. And so we actually fry it, have a big turkey fryer. And don't worry, we don't do it indoors or under a deck or something like that. We're very safe about it. So that's kind of a fun thing. We'll fry up some appetizers, throw the football around a little bit, of course, uh, gather with friends and family. We'll have football on the TV later on, lots of games. And again, we eat way too much and uh, just have a lot of fun, though. It's just really a great time to be able to connect with other people. And then around Thanksgiving, of course, there's lots of opportunities to give back. A lot of organizations that we give to and volunteer and serve meals and deliver meals, things like that, to people who need 
help. It's just a great way to express that. So in the world we live in, it would be easy to not have a attitude of gratitude. It would, it would be very, very easy to just think that the world is a terrible place and that things are never going to get better. Now, why would people think this? There was a study a number of years ago that they did on news stories, just kind of looking at the general news media from print to TV, internet, everything. What they found was that there were 17 negative news stories for every one positive news story. I think it's worse now. This was a number of years ago that they did this, but I think it's actually gotten worse. And I think you'd probably agree with all of the 24-hour news out there and social media and so forth. And now, of course, it's not even just humans that are posting that stuff. Much of that is programmed by humans, but really artificial intelligence is what's running a lot of that right now. And of course, artificial intelligence knows that we kind of like negative news stories. At least that's what we pay attention to. And so that's what they put out there. And it would be very easy to believe that there are way more bad things happening in the world than good things. Now, I don't believe that. I just fundamentally do not believe that there's that many more bad things happening than good things. I think we need to flip those numbers and just recognize that what we're paying attention to is what's going to be real in our lives. And so we do need to be the gatekeeper of our own minds, as Jim Rohn used to say. It's very important to be the gatekeeper of our own minds because what we're letting in, whether it be in print media or the TV or the internet, or social media, whatever it is that we're paying attention to, if we know that that thing is being programmed to give us way more negative information than positive information, then that's what we're going to believe. And it just seems like that's the negative cloud that's kind of going over everybody right now is that this season that we're in is just terrible. I think the reality is, is that we're in a period of some massive change. And economically, at least we've talked about this, but economically, the economy still is not above where it was when the pandemic hit. We're still not back out of the recession that had hit before. In a lot of ways, the economy has come back, but really not to where we were before. So in a lot of ways, we still are in economic winter. And to a large extent, the reason why we're out of the worst of it was because of a lot of printing the money from the government. And maybe they should have done that. Maybe they shouldn't. We'll see what happens over time, what materializes, right, as far as the outcome. But we believe that there are some concerns there, certainly economically. But in a lot of ways, we still are in that place. Societally, we're going through some massive change. There are a lot of negative things out there that we could be paying attention to, bottom line. And it's not that we want to gloss over and just pretend that there's nothing wrong happening in the world. It's important to recognize some of that stuff so we can try to fix it. But the reality is, is that a lot of the information that we get fed on a regular basis is negative, and it's way more than we really need to be paying attention to. So just having that awareness, having that just bottom line awareness of what the motivation of any kind of media is, not just social media, but what is the motivation of media is to get us to pay attention because they're selling ads. They're all selling advertisements, so they need our eyeballs on the screen on the print, whatever it is that we're paying attention to, and negative news does sell. So it's important to be the gatekeeper of our, of our own minds, be very, very careful about what we're paying attention to, and offsetting that with a lot of positive stuff. We, we can be very cognizant about what we're reading, for example, all kinds of great positive books, growth opportunities, things that we can be doing as far as hanging around people that are positive and good influences on our lives. 
So I highly recommend that you watch The Social Dilemma. I think it's on Netflix. But bottom line is that we are being programmed. At least that's their goal, is that we're being programmed and pre-framed to pay attention to things in certain ways and that we get hooked, especially social media, right? When you start scanning through Facebook, I try to stay out because I know about this stuff. But over the years, sometimes I found myself just kind of glued in there. And then 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, it's like, what the heck just happened? I, you know, how did the time just fly? And well, it's because it's programmed, right? It's they're taking a look at our human nature and trying to get us to pay attention to that stuff. So just be careful about that, about how you consume information, especially social media, and just be aware of what's going on. Much of the information that's out there, how it's presented really is slanted in a way that's going to keep us hooked. So again, be the gatekeeper of your own mind and being careful about what you're letting in. The second thing is just knowing that what's wrong is always available, again, but so is what's right. And to turn that around, it's important that we go out and find the blessings because nobody is going to do that for us. The news media definitely is not going to do that for us because that's not what sells. So we need to be the ones that go out there and find the blessings. And when you think about tough times, think about the pandemic, about COVID, about people passing away, about divorce. You think about some of the really, really tough moments that people have in their lives. Really, there are blessings that we can find any place. And really, I think the recognition that life is really happening for us, not to us, having that attitude will completely change how we look at the world. One exercise that I went through this last year that I thought was really just enlightening is taking something that by and large, I think people look at as a negative thing. Look at COVID, the pandemic. I think most people would look at and say, it's terrible. You know, it's a terrible moment in history that we've gone through and are still going through to an extent. But what I did is I wrote down and really brainstormed what are the blessings that have come to my life because of COVID. And I'll give you some examples here that I jotted down. One thing I found is that for at least a time, I think it's starting to get back to quote unquote normal, but I had way more time to spend with my family, with my wife, with my kids, uh, with them being at home for a while from school, we were able to connect and have lunch every day. That was really cool to be able to see what they were actually doing, see on their screen, see what they were doing with their classwork and what topics they were covering. So being able to spend way more time, we also had a baby May 1st of 2020. We had a baby. That was an interesting experience since it was in the middle of the worst of the pandemic there at the beginning, a lot of uncertainty. People weren't sure what was going on at that point. But because of that, we actually got to spend way more time at home than we would have otherwise. Overall, there was a slower pace of life. I really appreciated that. And again, I think things are kind of speeding up, going back to normal. Maybe that's not a good thing. But bottom line is that there was a slower pace of life. I think a lot of us had better perspective and maybe it's being faced with death. I think in a lot of cases at the beginning, we were worried about touching stuff, even packages and mail and wiping stuff off, not knowing how contagious this thing was or how it was spreading or how deadly it was. I think for a lot of us, it really made us pause and think about what's really important. It also destroyed one of my beliefs in a good way, but it destroyed one of my beliefs that everybody had to be in the office every day and that we couldn't hire virtual employees. Well, I can tell you that I destroyed that belief by hiring four virtual employees that are awesome. They are very, very strong team members of ours, and we love working with them. So we're very, very blessed by that. And of course, for our employees and our staff, really that they were blessed by having a better work-life balance as well. I think we've all appreciated that, really just a different pacing that we're all going through. Different way, different level to connect with our clients, of course, 
we all got used to Zoom calls and many of our clients are still using Zoom calls, even though they might live just down the road, simply because they say it's convenient. It just works really well because they can sit there with their cup of coffee in the morning and we dial in and it works just great. Of course, we're back in the office and so we're more than happy to speak with you in our office space, but it's just a different way to connect. Um, we can now do meetings from anywhere. That's a nice thing in that wherever we are, we can jump on a Zoom call and we can connect with our clients as opposed to feeling like we have to always have a formal sit down. Now, I think everybody has just kind of accepted that technology and knowing, hey, we're all a lot more accessible. We're a lot more easily jumping on a call or something a less formal way. Of course, being able to go to events, be able to do continuing education events and attend conferences. There's only so many of those that I could attend before just because I do have family. I've got five kids and a wife and you know business and everything. And so it was pretty limited the number of times that I could get away to attend some type of a continuing education or personal development or business development conference. Well, because most of those went virtual, all of them went virtual for a while, I was actually able to participate in a lot more of those things and learn, really spend the opportunity to grow and get better at my profession and at my business. Ability to really take care of my my wife and my baby for a while there, especially at the beginning, it was just being able to connect in a completely different way because we got to be together. We were all kind of together there for a while where the kids weren't in school and we were all kind of at home and doing meetings from home. One last thing I'll mention is being grateful for the ability to travel. <laughs> I think that everybody would agree that it's a lot harder to travel today than it was before, certainly internationally. Before, you could just kind of hop on a plane and go pretty much anywhere in the world and not have to worry about it. Uh, these days, there's a lot of restrictions on that. Things are not so bad. There's a lot of stuff that I can be thankful for, even about a season that a lot of people would look at on the surface and say, this is a terrible thing. Even in tragedy, there's always things to be grateful for. So bottom line is looking at what's wrong out there is always available, but so is what's right. And really to just turn that around, we have to find the blessings ourselves instead of expecting somebody else to feed that to us. It's not going to happen. Unless we seek it out, we're not going to find that the blessings are there. We're just going to find all the suffering that's out there and think that the world is a terrible place. As you have conversations with different people, I think that you will agree that there are a lot of different attitudes out there, negative and positive. And a lot of that does come from what we're exposing ourselves to and what we're focusing on. And then finally, using the opportunity to be a blessing. It's not just about feeling good. And that's great. You know, it's good that we feel good. We feel all the blessings that we've got in our lives. But what about being a blessing? That's actually part of my mission statement as a person. And I've had that as my mission statement for several years now, is that my mission is, in fact, I'll recite is that I, Josh, see, hear, feel, and know the purpose of my life is to be a blessing, enjoy the gifts that I've been given, and to love well. And being a blessing is just a central part of who I am as a person and what I focus on all the time, not only in my family, but also in my business, in my relationships with friends, in the opportunity to connect with people in the community. There are just so many opportunities to be a blessing out there. It's just a matter of stepping up and being available, being open to those possibilities of how we can be a blessing in other people's lives. I came up with a list there of ways that I've been a blessing and I want to be a blessing. One of those, again, in the season of COVID 
is that I was able to serve my wife and kids in a different way. I mentioned that before, that I was able to serve people through virtual financial education. We were able to do so many more events for clients and not just our clients that live here locally, but clients all over the country. We just put way more focus in that. Also, it was the ability that people could watch replays if people couldn't physically be, say, at a hotel or something, someplace where we were giving a presentation. Who cares? It's recorded. They can watch it later on. And many people did. So being able to serve people that way. Getting more financially, we definitely did that last year. Getting physically healthy, focusing more on our health. Again, that was right in our face, right? With COVID, our very lives, our health was being threatened. And so using the opportunity to get more healthy, being careful about nutrition and also on movement, being physically active, opening up more of me by doing that. Working less, and for our clients, just know that we didn't give you less. <laughs> we delivered just as much value, but working less and doing that by being smarter, by leveraging team members, adding team members to the Keystone team, and really using that opportunity to be in more with family and friends and connecting in that way. Also, blessing my employees so they could have the flexibility to have their work-life balance and enjoy the same things that I was in my life. I want other people to enjoy that as well. And then really overall, and this might sound a little bit weird, but just embracing the uncertainty. Sometimes that's actually very freeing to just embrace the uncertainty of what's going on and just knowing that things are going to be okay in the end. And around that, one of my favorite quotes of all time, I think John Lennon actually said it first, in the end, everything will be okay. And if things aren't okay, then it's not the end. And I think the reality is, is that we've got a lot of things to be grateful for, even if there's tough stuff happening in our lives. This time of year is a little bit tough, I know, for a lot of people. And around that, many people have lost people. They've lost grandparents. They've lost parents. These are the times of year that a lot of people connect as families. And so it can be pretty tough. So I don't want to gloss over the reality of that, that there can be pain, there can be suffering, but we don't want to stay in that. So again, there are three ways that we get out of suffering is number one, to recognize that we need to be the gatekeeper of our own minds. And one thing that you probably agree with me on is that oftentimes our greatest critic, our strongest voice that we're listening to is our own. So being careful about what we're letting in our mind and what things we need to let go or just avoid. Number two, finding the blessings, using the opportunity, and just making a simple list. It's not complicated. Just thinking about any situation that we find ourselves in and just having that attitude of gratitude. Just by making a list, I think you'll agree with me that there's always something available that's right, even though there may be a lot of stuff that's out there wrong in the world. And finally, to really turn things around and have a true gratitude attitude is to be the blessing, finding opportunities. And again, just brainstorming ways that we can be a blessing in other people's lives. So with that, I hope all of you have a wonderful Thanksgiving this week. Help us promote the Wiser Financial Advisor. If you like what you're listening to, there are some opportunities that you can help us out with and make this better for you as well. One of those is by making sure you hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service, whether that's Spotify or Google or Apple, whatever you're listening to this on, make sure you hit subscribe and take the opportunity to rate us as well. That also helps as far as getting us out there to more and more people. And of course, make sure you share us in other ways, whatever ways that you like to share stuff, please do that, whether it's on social media or sending copies of uh, links to your friends, to your coworkers, to your family. We want these to be opportunities that people are learning. That's why we're here really at the Wiser Financial Advisor. We're here to really learn from each other and learn from people in the past, sometimes thousands of years old, right? The Bible, other literature that has financial principles that we're able to tap into to make 
make our lives better, to make our wealth accumulation and financial planning more effective than ever. So with that, I hope you have a wonderful week. Take the opportunity to be a blessing in somebody else's life. Connect with your family. And God bless. This episode has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and accounting advisors. Investment advisory services offered through Keystone Financial Services and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.